All right. I should be on air. Fritz Bergeron, bloodandfaith.com. It says not connected, though. All right. Are we there? I think we're there. Good morning. It's uh, February 25th. Fritz Bergeron, bloodandfaith.com. And uh, we're going to have a good time this morning. It's Saturday morning. It's the weekend. Start off reading Proverbs chapter 25. I've been reading the Holy Scriptures every morning. And uh, I set it up onto my blog. I, I normally have a blog post, I don't know, four or five times a week. And lately I get up early in the morning and I'll record a few chapters out of the Bible and I'll share that first thing. Why? Well, why not? I'll put it out there. If somebody wants to listen to it, they can. If they don't, delete it off your phone. Just pass over that uh, uh, podcast uh, uh, show. Uh, so here we go. Proverbs chapter 25. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but it is the glory of kings to search out a matter. As the heavens for height and the earth for depth, so the heart of kings is unsearchable. Take away the dross from the silver. There comes out a vessel for the smith. Take away the wicked before the king, and his throne will be established in righteousness. Boy, don't we need that today. Do not claim honor in the presence of a king. Do not stand in the place of great men, for it is better to be said, come up here, than for you to be placed lower in the presence of a prince, whom you do, your eyes have seen. Do not go out hastily to argue your case, otherwise what will you do in the end, when your neighbors humiliate you? Argue your case with your neighbor, and do not reveal the secret of another, or he who hears it will reproach you, and the evil report about you will not pass away. Guard your reputation. Like apples of gold and settings of silver is a word spoken in right circumstances. Like the earrings of gold and the ornament of fine gold is a wise reprover to a listening ear. Like the cold of snow in the time of harvest is a faithful messenger to those who send him, for he refreshes the soul of his masters. Like clouds and wind without rain is a man who boasts of his gifts falsely. By forbearance, a ruler may be persuaded, and a soft tongue breaks the bone. Have you found honey? Eat only what you need. They do not have it in excess and vomit it. Let your foot rarely be in your neighbor's house, or he will become weary of you and hates you. Like a club and a sword and a sharp arrow is a man who bears false witness against his neighbor. Like a bad tooth and an unsteady hand is confidence in a faithless man in a time of trouble. Like one who takes off a garment on a cold day or vinegar on soda is he who sings songs to a troubled heart. If your enemy is hungry, give him food to eat. And if he is thirsty, give him water to drink, for you will heap burning coals on his head, and the Lord will reward you. The north wind brings forth rain, and a backbiting tongue and angry countenance. It is better to live in the corner of a roof than, on a, than in a house shared with a contentious woman. Like cold water to a weary soul, so is good news from a distant land. Like a trampled spring in a polluted well is a righteous man who gives way before the wicked. I'm going to stop right there. That's a message for every one of us. Like a trampled spring in a polluted well is a righteous man who gives way to a wicked. Don't be a trampled spring. Don't be a polluted well. 
Don't give way before the wicked. How do you give way before the wicked? By keeping your dog on it and mouth shut. That's how you give way to the wicked. Holy Scripture says this right here. Like a trampled spring and a polluted well is a righteous man who gives way before the wicked. I'm not going to do that. I will not give way before the wicked. I will open up my mouth and I will cry aloud. And I will say what is right and I will say what is wrong. I will not be a polluted well. And I, I, I'm crying out for my brothers. My brothers in the faith and my brothers in the race. Blood and faith. Blood and faith, man. Blood and faith. My brothers in the blood. My brothers in the faith. I'm crying out for them. Don't be a polluted well. Don't, don't give way before the wicked, man. Do not give way before the wicked. Open up your mouth and cry loud. Say the truth. Say the hard things. Like a trampled spring and a polluted well is a righteous man. He gives way before the wicked. Don't be a polluted well. Don't be a trampled spring. Open up your mouth. Cry loud. Say it's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. You say, what's wrong? Just about everything in society is wrong. Homosexuality is wrong. Transgenderism is wrong. Mixing disparate peoples up is wrong. It's wrong. What do you mean it's wrong? Go read the story about the Tower of Babel. Go read the story of the Tower of Babel. God did not want all the races to be together. Well, that sounds racist. Fine. Accuse God of being racist. And, and stand back and, 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 and I'll laugh at you. I'll laugh in your face. Satan's agenda is to invert God's truth. Satan has disciples. Satan has a church. It's called a synagogue. You don't believe that? Oh, oh, you don't. You don't believe that Satan has his own church. It's not the church of Satan. No, 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 no. Getting ahead of myself, but we're going to go right there. Well, I don't, I don't see anybody. We don't have a church of Satan in our town. Really? You don't? You sure about that? I bet you do. Well, what are you talking about? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Thank you for asking that. Let's turn to the Revelation. Chapter 2, verse 9. This is where Jesus Christ is talking to the church of Smyrna. By the way, this is an eternal scripture. It's forever. Here's what Jesus Christ says. He says, I know your tribulation, and I know your poverty, but you're actually rich. And I know the blasphemy by those who say they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. That's Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, he says, I know the blasphemy of those who say they are Jews, but are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. The synagogue of Satan. Why, oh, those are God's chosen people. The synagogue of Satan. Those who say they are Jews, and they're not. They're really not Jews. They're not Jews. They're of the synagogue of Satan. And you, and, and you wonder, you wonder why there's so much nonsense there. Well, that's just one strange verse. Oh, 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 I'm so glad you asked. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Revelation chapter 3, verse 9. Behold, I will cause... This is, again, Jesus Christ is speaking. I'm reading the red. Behold, I will cause those of the synagogue of Satan who say that they are Jews and are not, but lie. I will make them come and bow down at your feet, 
and make them know that I have loved you. And that last part is right out of Isaiah chapter 60, verse 14. wonder how fast my thumbs are. Let's see if I can get there. It's a new Bible, so it's kind of hard to... You know how it is with the new Bible. you got all those pages that are stuck together, and it looks so fancy. My wife got tired of looking at my old Bible. It's, you know, the spine is broken, and the pages are falling out, and a grandkid got into it. And I got so many pin marks in there from underlying everything. that It's actually, that's the only kind of Bible you really ought to have. It ought to be all beaten up like that. The sons, here we go, Isaiah 60, verse 14. The sons of those who afflicted you will come bowing to you. And those who despised you will bow themselves at the soles of your feet. And they will call you the city of the Lord, the Zion of the Holy One of Israel. What? Isaiah 60, verse 14. The sons of those who attacked you will come bowing to you. And all those who despised you will bow themselves at the soles of your feet. And they will call you, you, Christian, the city of the Lord. And you, Christian, the Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Let's go back to Revelation 3, verse 9. I will come. Behold, I will cause those of the synagogue of Satan, the synagogue of Satan, who say that they are Jews, but they are not, but they lie. Those of the synagogue of Satan, who say that they are Jews, but are not, but lie. That's the bottom line on the Jews. That's the JQ. That's the answer to the JQ, the Jewish question, right there. Everybody gets all fancy. Oh, you know, we, we, you know, what's the JQ? It's right here. Here's the answer. Behold, I will cause those of the synagogue of Satan, who say that they are Jews and are not but lie, I will make them come and bow down at your feet and make them know that I have loved you. Who's the you? It's those baptized in Jesus Christ. We are Jerusalem. We are Zion. That old stuff is gone. Uh-oh, am I losing my, my feed here? No, we're still, we're still engaged. We're still engaged. All right, see, it feeds, feeds working. Heard a little crackle, crackle in the Internet. Some old gal was moving out here the other day, left a sack of Gavalia coffee out by her door, said, take it, it's free, and snatch that up. It's good stuff. I usually get the cheap coffee down at the at the little, you know, stop and shop. And ugh, this stuff is good though. So there you go. All right, Isaiah sixty verse fourteen mimics Revelation three verse nine. The sons of those who afflicted you will come bowing down to you, and all those who despise you will bow themselves at the soles of your feet, and they will call you the city of the Lord, and the Zion of the Holy One of Israel. All right, the church is the city of the Lord. The church is the Zion of the Holy One of Israel. I, man, I want, to, I want this to get through to the church. If only this would get through to the church, I'd be so happy with that. It's not the synagogue of Satan. The synagogue of Satan is, is not the chosen people. It's not. Just because somebody calls themselves a Jew, it doesn't mean they are. I don't know much about the JQ, but I know a lot about the answer to the JQ. Let's read that again. It's worth reading again. Bold, I will cause those of the synagogue of Satan who say that they are Jews, but are not, but lie, I will make them come and bow down at your feet and make them know that I have loved you. Who's you? It's the church. The, those, the faithful to Jesus Christ. 
who are willing to undergo trial and torture and temptation, desperation, tribulation, and be faithful to his words, to his word, and to his name. The whole purpose of this life is to experience trials, to see where you stand. Where do you fall out in this thing? Will you serve Jesus Christ when times are hard? Will you put up with all the nonsense you got to put up with from those who call themselves Jews, but are not, but are liars, and are of the synagogue of Satan? Will you put up with that? Will you call them out? Will you say what Jesus Christ said and endure the hatred of those who call themselves Jews? Or will you just hide and avoid this stuff? Don't be like a polluted well. Don't be like a planted a, 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 a trampled spring and, and give way before the wicked. I won't. I won't do it. I have. Most of my life I have. Fritz is shut up. Keep your mouth shut. Keep your head down. Just try to make it. I got no excuse for that. But somewhere along the line, I just said, you know what? I'm not, it's not worth living life this way. It's not worth living my life this way. I will say what I need to say. And I try to do it uh, discreetly, privately. So I started a blog, started writing my blog, bloodandfaith.com, and I've written before. I had other had another blog out there. I think I called it fritzbergen.wordpress.com. It might still be up. I have to go check. That was from years ago. And I used to send out an occasional letter to an email list I had back when I before I knew what a blog was. And I started my podcast, fritzreport.podbean.com. And I simply started unburdening my conscience and just unburdening the thoughts running around in my brain. Not associated with my employer. Because my employer is just my employer. That's who I work for. It's not my call. It's not my religion. It's not my God. It's not my cult. It's what I do to support my family. And he had the usual suspects, the synagogue, literally the synagogue of Satan got a hold of that. And said, well, we gotta, we got to get Fritz fired because, because I say things that they disagree with, they don't like. So since then, they've been waging a war to drive me out of my employer's employ. So far unsuccessfully, although I can say my career has been derailed. There's no question about that. <laughs> Touch and go on the old paychecks there. Turned off a few times. They're nasty people, man. They're nasty people. They're hypocrites. They talk about tolerance and diversity and equity and inclusion. They're liars and they're hypocrites. Then they find somebody that speaks outside of their own approved narrative. And, oh, boy. Gloves come off. Lie, cheat, steal, slander, and destroy. And if you think you're doing yourself a favor by giving way to the wicked, all I can tell you is you become a trampled spring and a polluted well. The man who gives way to the wicked becomes a trampled spring and a polluted well. And you say, oh, they're just, they want diversity, equity, and inclusion. No, they don't. They're liars. They're liars. They've always been liars. They're slanderers. I know the slander of those who call themselves Jews, but are not, but lie, and are of the synagogue of Satan, says Jesus Christ. There's no tolerance or diversity for people that have ideas that they disagree with. Make no mistake about that. 
And that's the very realm that we need to be fighting in. That's the very realm we need to be. We need to normalize the Holy Scriptures, normalize the truth, normalize Revelation 3, 9. Let me read that again. <clears throat> Every grade school kid needs to have this memorized from first grade on. Someday I'm going to be the president of the United States. And this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to go to a grade school class. And I'm, going to, I'm going to put this up on a big board right up in the right up in front where they have to stare at it every day and it's going to say this here's the bible kids behold i will cause those of the synagogue of satan who say that they are jews but not but lie i will make them come and bow down at your feet and and make them know that i've loved you and then i'm going to go over here to revelation 2 9 i'll put this on the sidewall it says i know your tribulation <clears throat> And I know your poverty, but you're rich. And the blasphemy by those who say they are Jews and are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. That's going to be on the right-hand wall. And then I'm going to go over here to 1 Thessalonians. I'm going to put this on the back wall. The Jews who both killed the Lord Jesus and the prophets and drove us out. They are not pleasing to God, but hostile to all men, hindering us from speaking to the Gentiles so that they may be saved, with the result that they always fill up the measure of their sins. The wrath has come upon them to the utmost. It's going to go right on the back of the schoolroom. The Jews who killed the Lord Jesus and are not pleasing to God, but are hostile to all men. Why does the evangelical church contradict the Holy, Holy Scriptures openly? Why does, the, why does the church contradict what Paul is saying right here? The Jews who killed Jesus Christ drive out the preachers of the gospel and are hostile to all men. That's what the Holy Scriptures say. That's what Paul said. Why do evangelicals contradict what the Holy Scripture says? Oh, they're the chosen people. No, they're the chosen people of Satan. They've made a covenant with Satan. They're the synagogue of Satan. If the church is the body of Christ, the Jews are the body of Satan. Scripture says that. They're the synagogue of Satan. There you go, Fritz. You're going after the juice again. You're anti-Semitic. No, I'm not anti-Semitic. I'm pro-Jesus Christ. No apologies. Matthew chapter 23, verse 15. Woe to the scribes and the Pharisees, hypocrites, because you travel around on sea and land to make one proselyte. And when he becomes one, you make him twice as much a son of hell that you guys already are. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Who are the scribes and the Pharisees? These are the people that taught the traditions of the elders. They taught what becomes, a few centuries after this is written, the Talmud, which is the book of the Jews. It's the book of the Jews. The doctrine of rabbinical Judaism. It's got nothing to do with the books of Moses. Nothing whatsoever. Claims to it. 
but it's their traditions that were written down and becomes the Talmud. It's satanic, it's demon-possessed, inspired by Satan, and it is the book of the synagogue of Satan. The Talmud is the book of the synagogue of Satan. And here these guys are, and this is Jesus Christ saying this. He says, look, you guys travel around on sea and land to make one convert, a proselyte is a convert, to their traditions and their ways. Okay, he's talking to the Pharisees and the scribes that are out there teaching the Talmud stuff, the teaching the traditions of the elders. Oh, but they taught the Torah. They taught the law of God. No, they didn't. Why do, why do Christians contradict Jesus Christ? Why do they do that? Why do Christians contradict Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ was very clear. He says, if you believed in Moses, you would have believed in me. He said that to these people. He said that to the Talmud teachers. He said that to the Pharisees. He said that to the Jews. All the same, all the same people. He says, if you had believed in Moses, you would have believed in me. Why do Christians go around contradicting Jesus Christ? Why do evangelicals contradict Jesus Christ? Oh, but they have the Torah. They don't follow the Torah. They may have it, but they don't follow it. They don't believe what Moses said. If they believed what Moses said, they would have believed in Jesus Christ. The bottom line on the JQ is that they're, the, they're not Jews. They're not even real Jews. The vast majority of, of, of any Jew today, their ancestors converted to Judaism a thousand years ago. They're not real Jews. They're false Jews. They lie. And they're of the synagogue of Satan. Holy Scriptures make this clear. This needs to be Doctrine 101 in the evangelical church to get rid of this can I call it heresy? How is it that the church can contradict what Jesus Christ said? So here's Jesus Christ reading the red. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees. You're hypocrites because you travel around on sea and land and make one proselyte, and when he becomes one, you make him twice as much the son of hell as yourselves. In other words, y'all are the sons of hell, and your converts are twice the sons of hell that you are. All right. Now, here's another one. Jesus Christ, Matthew 23, verse 33. He's talking to the Talmud teachers. He's talking to the followers of rabbinical Judaism. He says this. Well, it's, it's this. That's a whole, whole set. Now, People say, oh, it's because they're hypocrites and they said one thing and they did the other. No, 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 no. They're very moral people. Huh? That's not what my preacher said. Oh, well, let's let, listen to what Jesus Christ said. Let's give Jesus Christ a chance to explain it. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Oh, verse 28. So you too outwardly appear righteous to men. There you go, right there. Jesus Christ says to the Pharisees, the, the Talmud teachers, you outwardly appear righteous to men. But inwardly, you're full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Not outwardly, but inwardly. They have the law of God, but they don't keep it. Remember, these are the ones who said, you know what, it's, you know, we like the law of God, yet they murder Jesus Christ. They murder Stephen. They murder the early Christians. And they bear false witness against Jesus Christ and against early, uh, uh, early Christians. Remember, they got worthless men to go out there and, and say things about them. 
inspired others to bear false witness? Maybe they stood back and says, well, we're not bearing false witness. We're just paying others to do it. That's the scribes. That's their little legalism. Oh, well, that's fair. That's fine. We can do that. Now, some people listening right now, maybe they may be saying, Fritz, why do you talk about obscure points of theology? That's a great question. And the answer is this. This applies to America in everyday life. It applies to what's going on in Congress now and in the White House now. It applies to Epstein Island. It applies to the war in Ukraine. It applies to uh, critical race theory, DEI. It, it applies to everything that we're doing in society, everything that they're doing in society to destroy a white and Christian nation. Make no mistake, that is what they are doing. To utterly obliterate a white and Christian nation. Why a white nation? Because we're the sons and daughters of Christendom. We're the sons and daughters of Christendom. Europe converted to the faith. And the synagogue of Satan has been doing everything they can to undo that. Why do you have to blame everything on the Jews? Because Jesus Christ does. Why can't I blame everything on Satan? I am blaming it on Satan and his synagogue. Everybody wants to say, well, you know, the fault is we turned away from traditional values. Fault is the socialist and the communist. Well, who's behind all that stuff? Well, you're not saying the Jews are behind communism. Actually, there's a pretty good case to be made for it, but I'm skipping all that. I'm going right to the Holy Scriptures. Y'all are lamenting the evil in the world, but you won't go to the Scriptures and figure out the source of it. Well, the devil's the source of it. Yes, and the devil has hands and feet. devil has hands and feet. devil has his own church. It's called the Synagogue of Satan. You want to fight the evil in America? You want to fight transsexualism, transgenderism? Figure out who the enemy is from the Holy Scriptures. If you're going to abandon the Holy Scriptures, if you're going to abandon Jesus Christ, you cannot win. You cannot. You will not win. And that's why one of the first things they did in this country in the 1960s was to get the Scriptures out of the public schools, out of the government schools. They got the Scriptures out. I have a very distant but clear memory of the Ten Commandments being posted to the wall at the front of the schoolroom in Aberdeen, Washington State. Would have still been the late 1960s. I asked the teacher, what are those? I didn't know what they were, but something really stood out to me with them. So those are the Ten Commandments. I said, where do they come from? It's come from God. Those are God's Ten Commandments. I mean, I didn't even know what adultery was back then. I'm like, it still made an impression on me. Imagine if every school child saw that instead of this DEI garbage. Y'all want a solution to the problem, but you don't want to solve the problem. That's, that's part of the problem of the church. It, it wants to, we want wickedness to go away, but we don't want Jesus Christ and the Word of God to be front and center. We don't want that because we wouldn't want to oppose our values on other people. But, they're, but they're, they'll stand by like a polluted spring, like a trampled, trampled well, and give way before the wicked. That's the evangelical church in a nutshell. Proverbs chapter 25. Why Proverbs 25? Because today is the 25th of February. Happy birthday. Like a trampled spring and a polluted well is a man who gives way before the righteous. That's the evangelical church. They want to fight the evil, but they won't go to the source of evil. They won't call out the synagogue of Satan. 
They won't say the words of Jesus Christ. But in turn around, they'll turn around and absolutely contradict what Jesus Christ said. They'll contradict Jesus Christ. Matthew 23. So you two outwardly appear righteous to men. Okay, and remember, Paul. Paul said, look, I was perfect according to the law. Paul led a clean and moral life. Probably should have had a couple girlfriends and smoked some more cigarettes. He might not have been so uptight and, and killed those Christians. But anyway, that's a different story. Paul was, Paul was perfect according to the law. Here, Jesus Christ says, hey, y'all outwardly appear righteous to men. But inwardly, you're full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. They're evil men inside. They're evil, evil, evil men inside. They've sworn an oath of allegiance to Satan himself. They call him their God. They're of the synagogue of Satan. If they believed in the law of Moses, they would have believed in Jesus Christ. Their fundamental doctrine is a rejection of Jesus Christ. And they got all kinds of evil stuff in their Talmud. In their traditions. Verse 29, Matthew 23. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, for you build the tombs of the prophets and you adorn the monuments of the righteous. And you say, if we had been living in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partners with them in shedding the blood of the prophets. So Jesus says, so you testify against yourselves that you are the sons of those who murdered the prophets. Fill up then the measure of the guilt of your fathers. You serpents, you brood of vipers, how will you escape the sentence of hell? He calls them serpents and a brood of vipers. Does that ring in your ear? Where does that come from? Is that, a, is that resonating from times past, from an earlier portion of the chapter, from something that happened at the very beginning of creation? Oh, as a matter of fact, it is. The fall of mankind. And the Lord spoke to the serpent. He says, you're going to crawl on your belly and you're going to eat dust. And he says, verse 15, Genesis chapter 3. I will put enmity between you, which is the serpent, and the woman, and between her seed, the seed of the serpent, and your seed, between your seed, the seed of the serpent, and her seed, he shall bruise you on the head, and he shall bruise him on the heel. All right? This is what the Lord God Almighty said. The Lord God said to the serpent, he said to the serpent, I'll put enmity between you and the woman, between her seed and your seed. Okay? So when Jesus Christ talks about and calls people, you serpents, you brood of vipers, it's referring to Genesis 3, verse 15. It's the same people. It, it relates directly to Genesis 3.15. And Jesus Christ is identifying who the seed of the serpent is. It's the Jews. You testify against yourself that you're the sons of those who murdered the prophets. Fill up then the measure of your fathers, of the guilt of your fathers. You serpents, you brood of vipers, how will you escape the sentence of hell? You, those that call themselves Jews, but are not, but are liars, and are of the synagogue of Satan. Y'all want to fight evil in the world, but you don't go to the source of it. 
because you're ashamed of what Jesus Christ said, and you turn away and you deny what Jesus Christ said, evangelical church, no wonder you're powerless. No wonder you're helpless. No wonder you're hopeless. You'll stand with the synagogue of Satan before you stand with the words of Jesus Christ. Church, how is he supposed to save you when you deny his very words? How is he supposed to save you when, you deny, when you're ashamed of his words? How is he supposed to save you when you contradict Jesus Christ in front of your congregation? You'll stand before your congregation and openly contradict the words of Jesus Christ. Because you want to be friends with the world, don't you? Oh, let's look that up. Let's look that up. James chapter 4. And I'm reading out of the New American Standard. James chapter 4. You adulteresses. All right. Adulteresses, man, that's that's two weeks of Bible study right there. Harlot. You're a you're you're a harlot. You're an adulteress. You're a woman that's left her husband to go sleep with others because you got a better deal going on. Talks about me. Good portions of my life. I said, you know what? I, I like the free heaven thing, but man, I like to go have my fun. Do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility before God? In other translations, well, let's just keep going. Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Other translations say, at enmity with God, which goes right back to Genesis 3.15, where God says, I'm going to put enmity between the seed of the serpent and the seed of the woman. James 4.4, you want to be friends with the world, you make yourself at enmity with God. Matthew 23.33, fill up then the measure of your fathers. Oh, that's, you know, that's... Uh, Corporate punishment. You're punishing the group punishment. You, you can't hold them responsible for the sins of the fathers. Jesus Christ did. Look, y'all are going to contradict Jesus Christ. Not on my watch. Not on my dime. Not on my dollar. You're not contradicting Jesus Christ on my watch. You're not. Why are you like a polluted well and like a trampled spring? Why? You give way before the wicked? You give way before them because you, you'd rather be friends with them than stand with what Jesus Christ said. You want to get rid of the wickedness in America, you're going to have to return to Jesus Christ and what Jesus Christ said. You're going to have to return to what Jesus Christ said. This is what Jesus Christ said. Outwardly, you appear like righteous men. Inwardly, you're full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you build the tombs of the prophets and adorn the monuments of the righteous. And you say, if we had been living in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partners with them in shedding the blood of the prophets. So you testify against yourselves that you're the sons of those who murdered the prophets. Fill up then the measure of your fathers, you serpents, you brood of vipers. How will you escape the sentence of hell? Therefore I am sending you prophets and wise men and scribes. Some of them you will kill and crucify, some of them you will scourge in synagogues and persecute from city to city, so that upon you may fall the guilt of all the righteous blood shed upon the whole earth, from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, the son of Berechiah, whom you, you, murdered between the temple and the altar. Truly I say to you, all of these things will come upon this generation. He's speaking to the Jews the followers of the Talmud. 
those that had the law and turned away for their own traditions, which is the, the route that the evangelical church is going down today. Oh yeah, we got the words of Jesus Christ, but we're going to contradict Jesus Christ, and we're going to bow down and grovel before those who call themselves Jews but are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. The evangelical church gives way before the wicked and grovels before them and yearns for friendship with the world. They're adulteresses, and they've made themselves at enmity with God because they love those who call themselves Jews who reject Jesus Christ. Do you want a sin that needs to be repented of? Forget your cigarettes. The evangelical church needs to repent of rejecting Jesus Christ and of rejecting what he said. You want to solve the evil in the world? You all sitting around there waiting waiting to, to go into your little rapture. And Jesus is saying, hey, man, they're the synagogue of Satan. Why don't you fight them? Oh, no, we're going to travel to Israel. We're going to bring all the church to Israel. Tell everybody that these are the chosen people of God. You contradict Jesus Christ from the pulpit. From the pulpit, you contradict Jesus Christ. Again, these people look righteous from the outside. You blind Pharisee, verse 26, Matthew 23. First clean the inside of the cup of the dish, and so the outside may be clean also. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you're like whitewashed tombs, which on the outside appear to be beautiful, but inside are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. One thing I'll say about Christians, most of our sins are right on the outside for everybody to see. Oh, you know what? The, uh, the preacher, he ran off with Susie. Yeah. I know, that ain't pretty either. But these Pharisees, they lived good lives on the outside. But they rejected the books of Moses on the inside. They rejected Jesus Christ. Outside of Jesus, Jesus Christ is God the Creator. You reject God the Creator, there's no salvation for you. Jesus Christ is very clear. Look, you, you, you proved that you're the sons of those who murdered the prophets. Fill up the measure of the guilt of your fathers. You serpents, you brood of vipers. Okay, right here, right here. Please understand that Matthew 23, 33 is a direct correlation to Genesis 3, 15. This is the identity of the evil one. The identity of the evil, of the source of all evil, is Satan and his seed. And the church is trying to jump into bed with the synagogue of Satan, become one with the great whore of Babylon. Because it's easier. And they could pose in their self-righteous morality. Oh, we would never have killed the Jews in Germany in 1945 in the gas chambers. Let's bow down and grovel before those who call themselves Jews, but are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. It's moral posing of the most disgusting kind. So that upon you may fall the guilt of all the righteous blood shed upon earth. From Abel all the way down to Zechariah. Great curse upon this nation. Great curse upon them. Go back to Revelation 3. Oh, that was James. I got a thumb up, man. I got a thumb up. It's hard on a new Bible. When's the last time y'all had a new Bible? All right. Behold, I will cause those of the synagogue of Satan 
who say they are Jews but are not but lie. <laughs> that ought to be the first thing Christians learn in seminar, pastors learn in seminar. Here's Revelation 2.9. I know your tribulation and poverty, but you're rich. And the blasphemy by those who say they are Jews and are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. They're the chosen people of God. No, they're not. No, they're not. Hebrews chapter 12. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 12. Let's find out who the chosen people of God are. I love Hebrews. Paul did not write Hebrews, by the way. Many people say Paul wrote Hebrews. Paul did not write Hebrews. Trust me on that. He writes with a, it's a completely different voice. He has a different voice. The, the, Paul's epistles are, I, you know, brilliant man, word, word of God, all that stuff. But there's a lyricism in Hebrews that Paul can't even remotely approach. There's a smoothness in the book of Hebrews that, that Paul is incapable of expressing. As good as Paul is, he can't write like the author of Hebrews wrote. I don't know who wrote Hebrews. I don't. doesn't say. And Paul is always very clear. Hey, I, Paul. He's, he's very clear on who's writing. He says, hey, it's me. It's me here. Paul here. <laughs> Hebrews doesn't, author doesn't claim ownership of it. The author doesn't write. Uh, the, uh, Hebrews has a poetry and, and, and a meter and a lyricism and a smoothness that, that Paul can't approach. Paul did not write Hebrews. Anyway, here's what Hebrews says. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22. But you have come to Mount Zion. You've already come to Mount Zion. You've already come to Mount Zion. And to the city of the living God and the heavenly Jerusalem, and to myriads of angels, and to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who enrolled in heaven, and to God the judge of all, and to the spirits of righteous men made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood which speaks better than the blood of Abel. You've already come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God. Don't pray for that city over there in the Middle East. Don't pray for it. You pray for the church of God. You pray for the church. That's how, that's how the apostles understood that. You've got these evangelicals that say, oh, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And they're praying for that city over there in the Middle East. The apostles interpret it to pray for the peace of the church of Jesus Christ. Why do I say that? Because that's what they do. Let's just pick a random, let's just go to Philippians. Right here. Here's Paul. Again. Paul and Timothy, bondservants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ who are at Philippi, including overseas deacons, grace to you and peace. First thing they do, they pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. The Jerusalem that is the church of God in Jesus Christ. It's nothing to do with that city over there in the Middle East called Jerusalem. You don't pray for that city. You don't pray for that city. In fact, after you preach the gospel to it and they reject it, you wipe the dust off your feet, and you walk away. And that's exactly what happened 2,000 years ago. The gospel went there first, and they rejected it. God destroys Jerusalem in 780. The gospel goes to Europe. The care of the vineyards goes to the European peoples. Jesus Christ warned me, told them, told them flat out. 
Oh boy, this is going to be a long podcast today. I guess we've got to go there. Matthew chapter 21. He warned him. He said, listen, I'm going to take the care of the vineyard away from you. You're not going to care for the vineyard anyway. You'll have no more responsibility for it because you've been unfaithful. I'm going to give it to a different ethnos, a different people, a different nation. The Jews knew exactly what Jesus Christ was saying. We'll get there. But the watchword for today is Proverbs 25. The theme for the podcast this morning, this live podcast, so, oh, it's a little rough, Rich. It's not very, it's, it's alive, baby. It's live radio. Live, baby. Live radio. Like a trampled spring in a polluted well is a man who gives way before the wicked. Talking about you, Mr. Evangelical, who bow down and grovels before the synagogue of Satan, who contradicts the very words of Jesus Christ. And you wonder why there's wickedness in society. You wonder why there's wickedness in society if the church won't call out the wicked and the evildoer. Won't go to the root of the cause. Well, it's Marxism. Well, it's critical race theory. Well, it's, you know, it's wokeness. It's Satan and a seed. It's Satan and his seed. It's the brood of vipers. It's the seed of the serpent. It's, Jesus Christ spells it out. Those who claim they are Jews, but they're not. They're of the synagogue. Well, that's anti-Semitic. If Jesus Christ is anti-Semitic, you need a double portion of it. Raise up your hands and say, I want two portions. I want, I want, I want four plates full, please. And all everybody's leftovers. Evangelical church contradicts explicitly what Jesus Christ taught and said. And then we wonder why we have no effect in society rebranding, remarketing Jesus Christ to make him acceptable to the seed of the serpent. That's what we've done. That's what the evangelical church has done. Talking about myself too, I'm, I'm broadly speaking within that tradition, a bit of a heretic. When you, when, you, when you look at their traditions, which is what I'm saying, they're going away the Jews, they're elevating their traditions over explicitly what Jesus Christ said. Oh, no, 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 Jesus Christ didn't really mean what he said. <laughs> That's the evangelical today. Oh, you're misinterpreting it. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not misinterpreting it. Jesus Christ is very clear. Revelation 2, 9. Revelation 3, 9. The 23rd chapter of Matthew. The whole thing goes after the Jews. 1 Thessalonians 2, 14, 15, 16, 17. Hey, these are the people, man, they murder the prophets. These are the people that murder the prophets. They reject what Moses said. They're a Satan synagogue. Over and over and over. It's thick. And it goes all the way back to Genesis 3.15. Oh, yes, but you forgot. You're not reading what it says in uh, uh, Zechariah verse, you know, whatever. Should God cause them to, to come back? I got two answers to that. Number one is, don't you think Jesus Christ is the expert on theology? Don't you think Jesus Christ, that his very spirit was the author of Zechariah and Isaiah and Lamentations and Jeremiah and Ezekiel, don't you think his spirit was the author of that? So when Jesus comes out and interprets that in Matthew, in John, oh, we haven't hit John yet, haven't even hit John, and in all the scriptures written since Jesus Christ rose from the dead, you don't think Jesus Christ was, was the author of, of what the prophet said? That he's well able to interpret that, and, and he gives his determination 
in Revelation 2, 9, Revelation 3, 9, Hebrews 12, 22, telling the people that, hey, if, if, if Zion is the church, or oh, that's replacement theology. Hey, if that's what Jesus Christ taught, I want it. Well, that's replacement theology. I then then that 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 fine. Then that's valid. Guess what? Judas Iscariot was utterly replaced. The Old Testament was utterly replaced with the New Testament. And I'm talking the covenant here, not the body of scripture. That's what another reason scriptures Christians get messed up. They think it's talking about a set of scriptures. It's not. The blood of bulls and goats was utterly replaced by the blood of Jesus Christ. The temple, there's no more physical temple. There's no third temple. If they build a third temple, it's just another synagogue of Satan. The temple is the church, those baptized in Jesus Christ. We've already come to Mount Zion. We've come to the heavenly Jerusalem. We've come to Jesus Christ, the firstborn of the dead, the church of the firstborn. And every day, man, pastors will go up and they'll contradict what Jesus Christ said. And we wonder why we can't get rid of the evil in society. The Bible talks about the great deception. Great deception. Now, well, we got the great deception right here, right in the church. Groveling before those who reject our master. Contradicting what Jesus Christ said. Oh, man, I look forward to the day when this rings from the pulpits. When pastors get up and say, you know what, I, I was wrong. I was wrong on everything I said about this stuff. And there are no more trips trips to Israel. Uh-uh, no more. Uh-uh. Dude, the whole thing's a psyops. whole thing's uh, 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 in order to subvert the church. Paid, bought and paid for by your American taxpayers because we spent so much money to support an Antichrist people, an institution, an organization. Yeah, now you don't understand why the Jews don't like me. Yeah, they don't like me at all. Which is good. That's that's the teams are clear. I'm on Team Jesus Christ. I'm not going to contradict the words of my master. Not going to do that. All right, let's go to John chapter eight. You know, I woke up this morning. And I said to myself, "I'm going to do what I love doing. I'm going to go talk about the Holy Scriptures. Talk about Jesus Christ." We'll make sure we're still getting a good feed out there. Yeah, we're getting a good feed. Got a couple visitors out there. Welcome. All right, John chapter 8. I put up a whole commentary on John chapter 8 on bloodandfaith.com. Again, this is Fritz Bergren. Bloodandfaith.com. You can find me on podcast, Podbean, but I'm also at bloodandfaith.com. Put up a whole commentary on the 8th chapter of John. And again, this is where the evangelical church, they don't want to talk about what Jesus Christ says. John chapter 8, verse 31. So Jesus was saying to those Jews, who is he talking to? J-E-W-S. He's talking to Jews. Let's skip down to verse 57, just so we make sure who we're talking to. What is it? A, 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 a text without a context is a pretext. Isn't that what they say? Verse 57, so the Jews said to him, so 31 Jews, 57 Jews, we're going to read everything in between. So Jesus says to the Jews who had believed, past tense, if you continue in my word, you're truly disciples of mine. 
and you'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. And he answered him, we're Abraham's descendants, and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you'll become free? Now, this is very interesting. They claim to be the descendants of Abraham, yet they've never been slaves. Well, last I checked, the sons of Israel were the children of Abraham, and they were slaves in Egypt for 400 years. So who are these people? This is, this is fascinating. This is called theology. We're Abraham's children, but we've never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you'll become free? Okay, let's take it on face value. They're, they're, they're descendants of Abraham. Well, Abraham also had Ishmael. He didn't go into slavery. Isaac had two kids, Jacob and Esau. Bible says, Jacob I love. God says, Jacob I love. Esau I hated. Esau never went into slavery. Were these Edomites? Were these Edomites talking to Jesus Christ? Ah, well, that makes sense. They're the offspring of Abraham, but they never went into slavery. Were these Edomites? Of whom God says, Jacob I love, but Esau I hated. Interesting. I don't know. But it certainly fits. Jesus says, truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is a slave of sin. The slave does not remain in the house. The son remains. The son makes you free. You'll be free indeed. Jesus says, I know you're Abraham's descendants. He doesn't say you're Israel's descendants. He says, I know you're Abraham's descendants. This is very interesting. Remember, the Edomites were conquered by the Jews oh, a couple of hundred years before the time of Christ. They were forced to be circumcised, and they were incorporated into the land of Judea, became part of that nation. And King Herod was an Edomite king. He was an Edomite. He was from Esau. Interesting. Very interesting stuff. So if the Son makes you free, you'll be free indeed. I know you're Abraham's descendants. And yet you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. I speak the things which I have seen by my father. Therefore, you also do the things which you heard from your father, your father, your father. They answered and they said to him, Abraham is our father. And Jesus said to them, now here he does dispute them. Here he does dispute them and say, no, he's not really your father. He really isn't your father. He says, if, if you're Abraham's children, do the deeds of Abraham. But as it is, you're seeking to kill me, a man who has told you the truth, which I heard from God. This Abraham did not do. Jesus Christ looks at the Jews. He looks at the Jews. He looks at the Jews, the Jews, and says, you're doing the deeds of your father. And the Jews said to him, we are not born of fornication, we have one Father God. So they're accusing Jesus Christ of being conceived of not by the Holy Spirit. Is that blasphemy against the Holy Spirit? I think it is. A sin which will not be forgiven, either in this age or in the age to come. Accusing Jesus Christ of being conceived of by sin, not by the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, verse 42, if God were your father, so here he's completely contradicting him. He says, God's not your father. He's saying this to the Jews. If God were your father, you would love me. That's the proof right there. If God's your father, you would love Jesus Christ. That's the proof right there. 
Don't tell me somebody's the chosen people that rejects Jesus Christ. And we'll eventually get to 1 John this morning. If God were your Father, you would love me, for I proceeded forth and have come from God. For I have not even come on my own initiative, but He sent me. Why do you not understand what I am saying? It's because you cannot hear my word. You are of your father, the devil. Underline that in your Bibles, please. He's talking to the Jews. Jesus Christ says to the Jews, you are of your father, the, je- the devil. John eight forty four. Why do Christian pastors contradict Jesus Christ? Why do Christian pastors contradict Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ says to the Jews, this is in context, you are of your father, the devil and you want to do the desires of your father. <clears throat> he was a murderer from the beginning, and he does not stand in the truth, because there's no truth in him. Whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own nature, for he is a liar, and he's the father of lies. Remember, these people lie, and they lie, and they lie, and they lie. It's in their blood. It's in their soul. It's part of their nature. They're liars. Who is a liar but he who denies it, the, the father and the son? Who's a liar, but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ that's already come in the flesh. And you got pastors who will stand there and contradict Jesus Christ from the pulpit, teaching their traditions of men. There's a reason Jesus Christ warned people to beware the leaven of the Pharisees. But as for me, I speak the truth, and you don't believe me. Which one of you convicts me of sin? I speak the truth. Why do you not believe me? He who is of God hears the words of God. For this reason, you do not hear them because you, Jews, are not of God. You're not of God, he says to the Jews. You're not of God. God is not your father. Satan's your father. You can't hear me because you're not from God. You're not of God. Why do pastors contradict Jesus Christ from the pulpit? The Jews answered him, verse 48, again, in context, 31 Jews, 48 Jews, 57 Jews, 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 talking about Jews. The Jews answered him and said to him, Do we not rightly say that you're a Samaritan and have a demon? Again, blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. How was Jesus Christ conceived? By the Holy Spirit. All right, look, there's no getting along with the seed of the serpent. That's been established from Genesis chapter 3, verse 14 and 15. God says to the serpent, I'm going to put enmity which is a deep-seated hatred, even unto death, between your seed and her seed. Jesus Christ identifies them. He says, y'all are a brood of vipers, your serpents. So here's this enmity. The Jews answered and said to Jesus Christ, don't we say rightly that you're a Samaritan and have a demon? Okay, this is the division. This is the enmity. And you need to fall out on the correct side of this enmity. You need to fall out on the side of Jesus Christ in this enmity. If you fall in with the Jews on this, oh, God help you. God help you if you fall in with the Jews on this and you side with the Jews. God help you if you contradict Jesus Christ and you're ashamed of, of His words because you want to be friends with the world. God have mercy on your soul on the judgment day. Don't do that. And you all out after, oh, the world's going to hell. It's an evil place. But you won't call out the hands and feet of Satan himself. You won't do that. You won't do that. The church refuses to call out the hands and feet of Satan, refuses to identify the synagogue of Satan. Won't do it. Contradict Jesus Christ. 
If there's judgment for the world, and there is, and there's judgment for the house of God, what are you going to do with the house of God who, who contradicts openly and publicly the words of Jesus Christ in order to be friends with the world? You want to solve America's problems? You're going to have to go to the source. What's the source? It's always the Word of God. What does the Master say who the enemy is? Satan. Who are the Master's hands and feet? It's the synagogue of Satan. Who is the synagogue of Satan? It's those that call themselves Jews, but are not, but lie. All right. Verse 48, the Jews answered him, Don't we rightly say that you're a Samaritan and have a demon? Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but, you honor, but I honor my father and you dishonor me. I don't seek my glory, but there's one who seeks and judges. Truly I say to you that if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. The Jews, again, verse 52. Okay, so let's say this again. Verse 31, the Jews. Verse 48, the Jews. Verse 52, the Jews. Verse 57, the Jews. We're talking about Jews. Jews, 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 Jews. Jews. So the Jews said to him, now we know that you have a demon. Okay, you can't, you can't bridge this divide. The Christian that tries to bridge this divide ends up on the side of the Jews. And not the real Jews. Those who call themselves Jews but are of the synagogue of Satan. And they grovel and they mix with the synagogue of Satan. And they contradict Jesus Christ. Abraham died, prophets also, and you say, if anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. They say to Jesus, surely you're not greater than our father Abraham who died. Prophets died too. Who do you make yourself to be? Jesus answered, if I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my father who glorifies me, of whom you say he is our God. And you would not, and you have not come to know him Okay, Jesus Christ says to the Jews, you have not come to know him, but I know him. And if I say that I do not know him, I'll be a liar just like you. You can't side with them. Either side with Jesus Christ or those who call themselves Jews but are of the synagogue of Satan. But I do know him and keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. He saw it and was glad. So the Jews, again, the Jews, verse 57, said, you're not yet 50 years old, and, you, and you've seen Abraham? And Jesus Christ said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was born, I am, I am. goes right back to Exodus 3, when Moses asked God, asked Jesus Christ, said, Who do I say has sent me? And you say, I am. Well, here's Jesus Christ saying what he said back to Moses in Exodus 3. Before Abraham was born, I am. Oh, you're misunderstanding. You, you, you know, he, that, you're just sort of in, poorly interpreting that. Oh, really? Well, here's what the Jews did. Therefore, they, they as in the Jews, picked up stones to throw at him. They knew exactly what he was saying. He was claiming to be God. Jesus Christ was claiming to be God in front of the Jews. And he tells them, look, you're of your father, Satan. You're of the father, the devil. All right. That's an hour. Now, if I were you, if I were sitting in church, I'd be like, God, the preacher keeps preaching. It's been an hour. I got to get out of here. Go ahead. That's fine. I got it. I can't. I can't. I can't stand preachers that keep on talking because they just like to hear themselves talking. But it doesn't matter on the internet because 
I'll just think you're still there anyway, right? All right, first chapter John. First John 2, verse 22. Evangelicals love to talk about the Antichrist. Oh, the Antichrist is coming. <sighs> they're going to get raptured. Meanwhile, they're making nice with the world. They contradict Jesus Christ. They grovel and worship before those who call themselves Jews but are the synagogue of Satan. They complain about the sin and the evil of the world, and they won't go to the source of it. And they'll point out the sources. The devil's the source of it, but they won't point out the devil's own synagogue. They'll deny what Jesus Christ said in, in, in Genesis 3.15, where he says, I'm, there's enmity between the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent. They don't even believe there's a seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent. Oh, we're all one. They contradict the Holy Scriptures. They contradict Jesus Christ. All right. I'm going to talk to you about liars and antichrists. 1 John 2.22. <clears throat> who is the liar but the one that denies that Jesus is the Christ? All right. There's one theological proposition of Judaism is that, that Jesus is not the Christ. Okay, that's the one thing. You can be any kind of Jew you want, but you cannot accept that Jesus is the Christ in Judaism. You cannot. They'll tell you that. Go over, look it up in Wikipedia. You can be a Hindu. You can probably even be a Muslim. But you cannot accept Jesus as the Christ. First John two twenty two. Who is the liar but the one who denies that Jesus is the Christ? Why would anybody believe a Jew? Why would anybody believe a Jew? Who is the liar but the one who says that Jesus is the Christ? But the one who denies that Jesus is the Christ. This is the Antichrist. This is the Antichrist, the one who denies the Father and the Son. There's one eternal proposition of Judaism, and that's the denial of the Father and the Son. Go look it up. Wikipedia, you don't have to dig deep. Can Jews believe that Jesus Christ is the Messiah? No, that, they can believe anything else. They can be Muslim, but they cannot believe that Jesus is the Messiah. That's the one forbidden thing that they cannot believe. Who is the liar but the one who denies that Jesus is the Christ? This is the Antichrist. This is the Antichrist, the one who denies the Father and the Son. This is the Antichrist, the one who denies the Father and the Son. Whoever denies the Son does not have the Father. Whoever confesses the Son has the Father also. Why do evangelicals contradict what Jesus Christ said and what the Holy Scriptures clearly teach? All right, let's move on. First John chapter 4. Don't believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they're from God, because many false prophets have gone into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. That's not the spirit of those who, who call themselves Jews. That's not their spirit. Every every. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. That's the one thing they cannot do. They cannot do that. 1 John 4, verse 3. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is of the Antichrist. 
It says here, this is the spirit of the Antichrist, but I think in the Greek it just says, this is the Antichrist. This is the Antichrist. Y'all are looking for the handsome devil in the nice suit, a couple little horns popping up. The Antichrist is those who deny the Father and the Son. The Antichrist is those that do not confess that Jesus is from God. That's the Antichrist. Y'all are looking for something, and the Antichrist is all over the place. And the church goes and breaks bread with them, gives them money, showers them with eternal praise, contradicts Jesus Christ in order to please those who call themselves Jews. And it's the Antichrist that they're praising. They're praising the Antichrist. They're groveling before the Antichrist. Like a polluted well in a trampled spring is a righteous man who gives way before the wicked, which is what the evangelical church has done in front of those who call themselves Jews. The church has become a trampled spring and a polluted well because they have given way before the wicked. They contradict the words of Jesus Christ because they want to be friends with those who've rejected Jesus Christ. And I don't care how many excuses you make. I don't care how you dress it up, how you gussy it up. Don't contradict Jesus Christ. When he says they're, they're not even real Jews, they're false Jews, and they're of the synagogue of Satan, you need to say that louder and prouder than even Jesus Christ did. Every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the Antichrist, of which you have heard that it is coming, and it's now already here in the world. If this is what John said 2,000 years ago, why are you still waiting for the Antichrist? Y'all are waiting for something, and it's all around you. It's all around you, man. It runs our government. Who runs our government? Go figure that out. Go figure out who runs the government. Go look at the great men of the earth. All right. Second John. Second John. Now, if you've been listening to me from the beginning of this podcast, it's been over an hour now, I, I, I hope there's one thing that comes through. is I'm not basing what I'm saying on, on some obscure scripture trying to build a doctrine out of one scripture. It's embedded from the Genesis through the Revelation. This theme of enmity between the seed of the serpent and the seed of the woman is, is, is woven from, from the beginning to the end of the Holy Scriptures. And nobody taught it more than Jesus Christ himself. Because he is the seed of the woman, and his enemies are the seed of the serpent. And when evangelicals and the churches out there groveling before the seed of the serpent, doing their moral posing. Look at me. I'm so righteous. I'm so righteous. I'm not anti-Semitic. Give me a double portion of what Jesus Christ said. And let the Jews, let the Jews howl. Let them howl. Let them howl like the demons that they are. All right. Second John. They're false Jews. They're false Jews. They're of the synagogue of Satan. They're false Jews. They're liars. 2 John, verse 7. For many deceivers have gone out into the world, those who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh. 
This is the deceiver and the Antichrist. It's right here, guys. Y'all are looking for the Antichrist. You're looking for that handsome devil with a nice suit, a couple of horns. 2 John verse 7. Many deceivers have gone out into the world for those who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ is coming in the flesh. Those who do not acknowledge that Jesus Christ is coming in the flesh. Okay, Jesus and Christ. Christ is the Messiah. He's the anointed one. There's a lot of dudes down in Mexico named Jesus. That's not who we're talking about. We're talking about Jesus Christ. We're talking about the Christ coming in the flesh. The Messiah is having come in the flesh. Those who deny that the Messiah has already come in the flesh, the Bible says this is the deceiver and the Antichrist. 2 John verse 7. Watch yourselves, verse 8, that you do not lose what we have accomplished, but that you may receive a full reward. Anyone who goes too far and does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Okay, this is a direct reference to what Jesus Christ taught in John chapter 8. Anyone who does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. If they deny that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, they do not have God. If they deny that Jesus, the, the, the Father and the Son, they do not have God. Don't tell me they're, they're the chosen people. They're the synagogue of Satan. They're false Jews. They're liars. Okay, here. this is for you, evangelical. This is for all the Judeo-Christians out there. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, don't receive them into your house. Do not even give him a greeting. For the one who gives him a greeting participates in his evil deeds. Hello? Put that in your Sunday school lesson. If you're out there making nice with those who reject Jesus Christ, and I don't mean, you know, I'm not talking, it's fine to be polite at work. That's, that's wonderful. That's a wonderful thing. But when you're out there breaking bread with them and, 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 and making a show of unity before the world, between the synagogues and the evangelical church, you're evil, dude. You're wrong. You've put yourself in the wrong. You're contradicting Jesus Christ. If anyone goes too far and does not abide in the teaching of Christ, he doesn't have God. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not receive him into your house and do not give him a greeting, for the one who gives him a greeting participates in his evil deeds. All these evangelicals, that are out there doing that with the synagogue of Satan, they got some splaining to do. All right. I think I'm going to wrap this up here. Been going about an, ooh, let's see. I've been going an hour and 15 minutes. Or maybe we'll just move off, move off the scriptures a little bit. The point is this. Look, we're looking around at the world, and we said, oh my God, things are so bad. But the church won't do a root cause analysis. Won't do an RCA. That used to be a thing. It's still a thing. Well, what's you know? Why did the software fail? Well, we're going to do an RCA. We're going to do a root cause analysis. I just did did a root cause analysis on the failure of society. The evangelical church will contradict the words of Jesus Christ. Won't say what Jesus Christ said. Won't identify the true source of evil. Oh, the the evil in the world is from the devil. It's from Satan. Satan has hands and feet. Satan has his own synagogue. Okay, when, when Satan comes to the Garden of Eden, he had to work through somebody. He had to work through Eve. It's the same way today. Jesus Christ identified the synagogue of Satan. He says, there are those that call themselves Jews, but they're not. They're of the synagogue of Satan. The church won't say that. 
They'll go out there and they'll help with the deception. They'll go out there and tell the world that these are God's chosen people, directly contradicting what Jesus Christ said. Directly contradicting what Jesus Christ said. So the church is part of the problem. You got transgenderism and transsexualism in, in your schools now, homosexuality in grade school, but the church won't go and talk about who the real problem is. Won't do it. Won't do it because they don't want to be called anti-Semitic. They'd rather be friends with the world <clears throat> and, and contradict Jesus Christ than stand up and say what Jesus Christ said. No wonder we're in a pickle. <clears throat> The church has to repent. The church has to repent of this fundamental issue of knowing the difference between good and evil. And, and this is broad brush, man. This is not some obscure scripture. Go and look at who Jesus Christ hated and who hated Jesus Christ. It's all throughout the Gospels, and it's all throughout the book of Acts. It's very clear. It's crystal clear. And it all relates back to Genesis 3, 14 and 15. And it goes all the way up through the Revelation. You know, I said, oh, but Fritz, you don't understand this passage in, uh, you know, some prophet way back when. And, I, and all I can tell you is I'm pretty sure that Jesus Christ understands theology better than you and I do. And if this is what Jesus Christ says in Revelation 2.9 and Revelation 3.9, you and I need to stand too and stand up and say, you know what? Yes, sir. I, I will interpret the Holy Scriptures the same way you did. And if you say they're false Jews and they're liars of the synagogue of Satan, well, I'm going to say the same doggone it thing. Oh, well, that was just for 2,000 years ago. Yeah, well, maybe John 3.16 was too. And, and this is the problem. You, you overwrite the Word of God with your traditions of men, and this is what the Jews did. This is what rabbinical Judaism is. That's where they get their Talmud. Last night I did a podcast. What did I call it? Let's go and look. Let's see what I called my podcast. Again, this is Fritz Bergen, bloodandfaith.com. Podcast from last night was Child Butchery and Saying the Forbidden. Child Butchery is when they take, and again, I get really emotional about this. It's a very dark topic. And I don't know if you've seen, you know, pictures on the internet. They, I have I have a hard time talking about it, guys. But they cut up children, and they remove body parts from children, and they're proud of it, and they put it on the Internet. It says, see, sex reassignment surgery. And, and I, I, I can barely talk about it. Okay, that's child butchery. And on the other hand, you've got... The vice president of the United States, she'll go over to Europe and she'll lecture the Russians on crimes against humanity. And she's advocating crimes against humanity against our own children in the United States of America. And I've said many, many times at bloodandfaith.com that God always sends prophets. He always sends prophets. And many of the times the prophet's a dumbass, they can't speak, and he turns that dumbass into a prophet, just like he did with Balaam. He made the ass speak, he made the donkey speak. And you got this donkey's ass over there in Europe lecturing the Russians about crimes against humanity. In the United States of America, that woman and her administration promotes butchery of children to turn boys into girls and girls into boys. And she's talking about crimes against humanity, and she brings judgment on her own head, on the head of the, on the United States of America. She's a prophet 
and has no idea. She doesn't even know what she's saying. By your own words, you will be judged, Vice President of the United States. By your own words, you will be judged because you speak for the nation. Crimes against humanity, and you're speaking to the Russians, and we do this in America to our children. You just pronounce judgment on this country. You just pronounce judgment on this country. Crimes against humanity. That's what we're doing with this child butchery. And you, 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 you lie and you insult the conscience by, by calling it sex reassignment or whatever you call it. You're butchering the bodies of innocent children for your sick and twisted satanic ways. And you're going to go and you're going to lecture Russia on crimes against humanity. You just pronounced your own judgment. Vice President, you pronounced your own judgment on this nation, and you will reap the whirlwind. We know what God did to Sodom and Gomorrah. And now at this moment, it's this very moment when we're butchering little children in this country, legally cutting their bodies up, live 9, 10, 12-year-old girls bragging about it, and you're going to lecture the Russians on crimes against humanity? You, passed, you just passed sentence on this country. You just passed sentence on this country. You were a prophet, and you don't even know it. I don't know what the judgment's going to be, but I know what the judgment on Sodom and Gomorrah were. I don't expect anything less. And, and my prayer, and I, I will say this sincerely, my prayer, I would rather have God utterly destroy America than for that to continue in this land. I would rather that America be destroyed the same way that Sodom and Gomorrah was than to normalize that. And it's been normalized. It's, it's past tense been normalized. The church is, you know, thinking it's an aberration. Oh, you know, it's just this little thing here. There, no, it's been normalized by the press, by the universities. Republicans aren't even saying anything about it. It's so overwhelming. LGBTQ in grade school. I'd rather this country be destroyed than to have this continue. That's my prayer. That's been my prayer to God. And I said last night in the podcast, these doctors are doing it. They need to be executed. They need to be absolutely executed. Give them a very speedy trial. Two or three witnesses, eyewitnesses. Make it very public trial. Take them out there and hang them. Hang them from a flagpole. Hang them from anything. And say, this is what we do to, in, in America to doctors that butcher little children. And you know where I don't want to know where this comes from? Oh, it comes from the devil. Yeah, but the devil has a, a synagogue. The devil has his own seed. The devil has a church. It's called the synagogue of Satan. And the church won't call him out. Evangelical pastors won't call him out. They won't say what Jesus Christ said. All right. I'll give you guys a break for me. This is Fritz Bergeron, bloodandfaith.com. I'm going to go. But I'll be back.